This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we're we the, the Connected experience. experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle, man. Right now, the Connected Experience is where we take two people from the same walk of life who went down different paths. We connect them and hope that they do business together and their business grow. So what we got going on today? You got right. a book or uh No, I don't got a book. I heard you got a book. What's your book pick? No, I don't got a book. I got a person that they need to know. Who is that person and who would that person be? That person they need to know is Maxine Waters. The reason they need to know Maxine Waters, she's an American politician serving yeah. as the US representative for California's forty third congressional district since two thousand thirteen. She previously served as the representative for California's thirty fifth and twenty ninth districts, first elected in nineteen ninety and been reelected ever since. Hey bro, it's two thousand yeah. A member of the Democratic Party. She is the senior of the 12 black women currently serving in the United States Congress is a former member of the Black Congressional Caucus. Now, the reason Maxine Waters is so important to just black people in general right. that she goes well, people. people, but black, black people, people in general. general. Yeah. She goes stand up and fight for you. If you like if you out there, you got a problem. She helped. We, she actually helped two people that we had a chance to know. You know what I'm saying? Right. She helped Freeway Rick. And then she also helped Jay Prince with his situation. And so. then probably countless others who we don't know because obviously that's what she do she help people she see what's going wrong and if it's something she can do to step in if you alert her she'll step in and we also got a term is sisterhood so what's a sisterhood for this conversation it's an organization of women with a common interest as for social and for business now why is that important because today we go had two women on the show who we connected who actually have a common interest in business what business would that be the business of uh, entertainment. entertainment right so we always do like a women in hip-hop segment or just something to highlight women in this profession that people we in that we talk to so Today, again, it'll be a women in hip-hop session. But before we get to that, so if you've been listening to us, you know that we had uh, Baby Paul and Super MC what, about three, four weeks ago. About, yeah, about uh, three weeks ago because they were working on ago. a project, right. Crossroads, right? Crossroads. Right. Yeah. And when uh, Soup was here, he ain't freestyle. So every time somebody seen me in the streets, they're like, yo, why he ain't rap? Why he ain't rap? Well, he ain't rap because they've been in the studio working hard, man. They got some stuff getting ready to come out. But we got Super MC in the house to give yeah. you that freestyle. What up, dog? Let's go. Let's go. Give me some fire, dog. Hey, and he don't even know what beat. I don't even know. Okay. Ooh, okay. Listen. Uh. Yo, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's getting furious. I'm with SJ, AJ, Shop Talk Podcast, Connected Experience. The flow gotta be delirious. I'm new Tories, it's just like Biggie's. They really can't get where he is. Hilarious rappers, they silly shit. Let me get the bussin'. I flow and then I slaughter. Shout out to Maxine Waters. Hey, we need your democratic support. Cause you gotta put the right people up the head of them courts. Or we all might be going to jail. Or this might be the last hours of revelation in hell. Come on, y'all, I rock well. Punch your motherfucking mouth to your whole damn grill. Gonna swell like them long johns. Your dad was wearing, you're staring. I'm in the mirror. They 
they can't compare it to what I'm saying you're daring somebody that'll really do it I'm in the forest burning trees like a damn druid now SJ said pull the AK AJ came in he said kill them all so let's spray they about to get the super soaker it's around your neck like you're hanging from a chi with your bitch wearing a choker hey yo I'm screaming in the place I grab the microphone and spray your grandma with the mace now she's coughing granddad's walking all off and kick them off of the porch and start laughing off when hey yo I put your head inside an offering we at church I'm serving the plate and this is for the MCs that I ate there's no debate I put them in the oven then they bake like Hansel and Gretel I pop the hot ass metal niggas won't ever settle I get the blowing on the mic like a horn or a hot ass tea kettle oh well let them go oh swell you a hoe buck them fast then I get they ass the whole Kimbo no slice your ass and get hit tonight light your ass up just like some trees on Christmas night no gift yeah this a riff I keep flowing like the river you all get kept and dead I'm you're missing your liver the flow keeps going off but I get back on this is not my song when I transform your bitches on my thing I between a thong yo we connected yes yes we do it you're getting wrecked when you fucking with this rhyme the flow is fluid yeah I get another beat the flow is so ugly your bitch is still loving me why she like to suck on the penis cause it's the meanest dick she ever seen it when I fuck her she be all screamish and squeamish then I take the scenic route and leave the crib while you knocking on the door trying to get in little bullshit nigga can't fuck with this this is my pulpit preaching like a pastor when I get in it and do this hot ass sermon like we preaching it from hell where the devil started this well oh well let's set sail I drop an anchor now you're going down face my jaws I'll smack you with these tiger and lion paws I'm a Detroit nigga you little nigga pulling my gun on a big nigga cocking the trigger yo how could you figure if you couldn't add up the numbers no wonder I'm hotter than summer time summer in Detroit when niggas be busting them things they be frying little niggas like chicken wings that your grandma cooked during the barbecue your whole family's on the barbecue thought you knew that I was gonna do it you all a target I'll pop you at target your whole fam's a target I won't hit you but I'm a marksman I hit the nigga next to you until his blood is on your face when I started yeah <laughs> so yeah so we got that freestyle we got that freestyle we appreciate that you know what i'm saying we appreciate that hey man it's funny when you make this shit up and it's coming yeah. and then it's a bunch of shit coming so like i got jumbled because i was like oh i'm gonna say this but i'm about to say this i'm gonna try to say this yeah because that's real freestyle and that's yeah. not coming up here looking at your uh iphone because <laughs> nah. i do y'all in the rap that's like Lil kiki just had did that on sway like he really went up there freestyle you know what i'm saying yeah 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 so um who we got in the house today today we got alexis align so go ahead and introduce yourself please what's up connected experience i'm alexis align i'm goddess i am queen i am everything i'm something mean i'm every man's dream i am queen what's up What's what up, going, on? What's going on? That was pretty deep. That was pretty deep. <laughs> so, yeah, so we actually had you on a previous episode when we had Super and uh, Baby Paul, but we told you we would bring you back. Thank now, you. technically, we bring you back because we wanted to connect you with the other artists, and that person is running late. So, if they don't get here or whenever they get here, you might just have a whole show. So, hey, you right. know, so, I roll with the punches, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. dope. Good. That's dope. So, we appreciate you being here on time. Thanks for having me. I'm appreciative for being here. So, let's get into some of your background. Uh, so, uh, you, how was growing up in the Highland Park, Detroit area for you? Oh, wow. You know, my 
youth in Highland Park was very colorful. Um, surrounded by, colorful. yeah, it was very colorful because I was surrounded by my grandmother had 15 kids, first off. Mm. So, and she had 13 school. boys and two girls. Okay. <laughs> were were so the girls the youngest? The girls were the youngest, yes. Ooh, they were one of them was one of the oldest. I'm sorry, she was second, but then the other one came next to the baby. So, you know, and um, everybody harmonized, everybody sang, everybody did their own thing, played instruments. I had uncles who played instruments and everything. So the house was musical. And then we had friends, you know, like Super MC, uh, who was in the rap group with one of my older cousins. Um, and they always would be battling, you know, people would come over to battle them and different things like that. Uh, yeah. And I would hear it and I'd run downstairs with my little self like, I got some bars. They'd be <laughs> like, what? Go sit down somewhere. Like, I can rap too. Like, I can see. I'd be trying to harmonize and stuff. And they'd be like, go sit down, Lexi. So okay. with, with, with uh, your grandparents having 15 kids, how many cousins do you have? <laughs> I can't even tell you. It's so many, man. So y'all, It's some cousins that I haven't even met, you know. Yeah, so y'all like like that one last name you know how in every hood that one and family got last, that last yep, name it's like, that last don't fuck name. with such and such and them they yep, whole family it's the <laughs> most <laughs> common last name too what Jackson Johnson uh, <laughs> so you could actually be kin, uh, kin right, to this that Johnson could be right my here, cousin yeah. right over there to the left <laughs> So, um, so how was your family life as far as your parents and your siblings, like your immediate family? Like, how was that growing um, up? Well, I was the only child for a long time until I was seventeen. So, Damn. I was really my my cousins were my Sim- sisters siblings. and brothers, you yeah. know, and um, you know friends in the neighborhood, and we all just had each other's back. We would we would try to be salt and pepper. We would try to be you know all of the little groups, yeah, and reenacting videos and learning choreography, and it was just fun when we were around each other. So, so what high school and all of that did you attend? Um, I actually moved and I went to. Murray Wright High School. Okay, yeah. Um, One of my partners went there. Yeah, I went to Murray Wright. I graduated from Murray Wright. I went to Clarenceville in Livonia first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) let's just talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. and I was the second black person out of the whole entire school. And they had off-campus lunch, and, you know, everybody (laughs) had cars. They had Benzes. Saved by the bell. This shit was like saved by the bell. Yeah, it was like, but the curriculum was like, Nobody wanted to help me learn there, so I had to depart myself. Yeah, and I yeah. went to Murray Wright, and I, I had a, I had a good run there. You know, I played a lot of sports. I played basketball, softball, volleyball. I had scholarships for my sports. I was all city, all state. So and what sport or multiple sports? Basketball. Yeah. And, uh, what what um, was your softball. position? I was a shooting guard. Yeah. If I go get the ball right now, you... <laughs> man, yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, stop playing. So, so you went to college. Yeah, I went to college. I have my master's degree in education. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what, uh, like, as far as college, what undergrad and then what grad? I went to Mary Grove College. Yeah, that's um, dope. And I went there on a basketball scholarship, actually. Yeah, that's right. Let and, them pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first and second year. And then after it ran out, we had a new coach. He wasn't really caring about the team. So I decided to do something different. So I started to take dance classes. And then I got my degree in dance. I know that's, like, totally different after. I changed it from music, so I kind of did. No, it's all hand to hand because yeah. it's entertainment. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I said I'm gonna get my degree in something that I love to do, so that's how it happened. So your introduction to dance was in college, or you all? It I was mean, in college, actually. That was my first official introduction. I had never taken a dance class before, and I took my first ballet class at Mary Grove, and they were like, "Wait a minute, you have stretch! Like this is amazing!" And then you're not skinny and 
what is this? Have you ever taken class? I was like, no. No, I'm a natural. Yeah, like I'm just trying to soak it up, you yeah, know. So yeah. then I started taking more classes. Then I started going to rehearsals. Then I got on the dance squad. Then I went to an audition because I was crazy. I was like, oh, I'm going to change my major to dance. And I went to this audition for Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And I got it. He seen you? He no. <laughs> He didn't see me. Otis Salid, shout out to Otis Salid, yeah. who is uh, the choreographer for a lot of great movies like um, Do the Right Thing. He did some choreography and he did some chore- He did the choreography with Debbie Allen for School Days. Yeah, oh, that's dope. And I had a personal audition with him before 300 people was in the room. And he was like, okay, we're g- well, actually, it was with um, Lisa Ellis. Uh, she actually did the first audition, and then we had the second audition with him, okay. and it was in the so room you had to like, like make it to him. Yeah, we had to make it to him. So she was like, "Okay, well, come tomorrow. It's going to be different choreography. Like we just wanted to see how you move." Okay, yeah. so I came to the audition. I walked in. It was like lines wrapped around. Everybody had numbers on. It was my first official audition. I was like, "I'm not about to get this." Yeah. And I kept blasting every round. I was looking around. People were going. They were cutting everybody from my school, everybody, all of the professional dancers that would get placed in parts just because they had more experience. Not because they did the choreography better, but all of them were getting cut. So I was like, oh, okay, so this might work. And then next thing you know, it looked, and they were like, rehearsals at tomorrow at 9 o'clock. I was like, that mean I got it? (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, whoa. So the first rehearsal I had with Stevie Wonder, man, we had, like, he gave us a free concert. His kids were there. Yeah. Um, John Legend, NDRE, Josh Stone were what, all there. What year there. is this? Like, this was for Super Bowl XL when the Steelers were here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was, like, the most amazing experience. And um, Otis was, like, really like a father. And he was really, like, giving me tools. And he almost cut me before we walked out on the Ford Field. <laughs> Straight he out. almost cut me because oh, so I did really not hear him. Oh, so you really still auditioning up until then? Yeah, still auditioning. He almost cut. He cut three people during the rehearsal process. We had to rearrange the whole dance quickly. And if we didn't, then we were cut too. So, um, and it happened. And we were getting ready to go out. And we were in the dressing room. He's like, five, six, seven, eight. And I'm in the corner like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so nervous. And he like, Alexis, you didn't hear me say five, six, seven, eight. Do you want your job? Because I can still take it. I, I got to bring it. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get this together. Yeah, yeah. But, man, that was the most amazing experience of my life. And just to be able to be around a legend like that. And he is what his music is. Like, he's a really sweet guy. Like, he was cracking jokes and stuff. And he was talking about how good I smelled. And he remembered my name and my, my scent when yeah. I would come to I, I got to, I got to, not to cut you off, I have a Stevie Wonder theory, man. What? And my theory is Stevie Wonder is not blind, and the reason that they did that is because Ray Charles was out and he was hitting, and what can be better Ooh. than a blind person than a blind <laughs> kid who can do exactly that because people love kids and people who love kids who blind. And I don't yeah. think they think that he was going to be so big because – you have to explain to me why Stevie Wonder is sitting courtside at basketball games. You have to explain that to me. <laughs> Look, like, that's I can't not a explain joker. it no, to no, you. No, not you. I'm just yeah, saying. Right. That's not a joke or anything. He's sitting courtside at basketball games. I don't think they thought it was going to be as big as it became. So and you don't think that they thought he was going to be capable of making like timeless music. You thought it, it was, it was like, going to be like a thing yeah. for, for the moment. And then, you know, it was going to fade away. Oh, you remember? And he could go about being... Stevie Jordan or whoever right, he was, whoever but he got Stevie so Jordan is Stevie Jack. 
<laughs> that is too funny. But no, he's like really a practical joker because that's probably like something he wanted to do to play a joke on everybody so they could be I'm like, to go to Stevie Wonder game. is in here watching this game. Right, like, because right. even when we were being rehearsals, like he would play jokes on his grandkids and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like you looking different today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he would say stuff like yeah. that. Like you looking good or something like that. Everybody be cracking up. Right. That's what I'm. Saying. Yeah. That's just my theory. It's because that, that's, that's what's so true. funny. You know, courtside at the basketball game. Well, I'm just saying. No, like, yeah, that was it. That was it. <laughs> Once I seen him courtside at the get at the championship too, and this is high energy. The ball could fly <laughs> over like. This is high energy shit, yeah. man. So, but I don't. That's not. That's not like a this. A yeah. This. That's just yeah, what I no, feel. No, no, you no. Know that's what it's all good. That's yeah. funny though. Yeah. So you, so you dancing. When did you actually pick up the mic? Like, can you remember the first song you ever recorded? What studio was it? Who Ooh. did the beat? <laughs> the first song I ever recorded was my own song in New York when I was living in New York. I made my own little makeshift studio. I had my macbook and my mic and i had some instruments in there oh you play instruments i made i was teaching myself how to yeah, yeah. and i was playing my own and, and making my own little beats and stuff when i was living in new york you know but i never let anyone hear the music or like so it was just practice yeah it yeah. was it was practice but i was actually working on the album and then i would pay producers here to send me beats and then i would record the beats there yeah right, so let's talk about new york did dance take you to new york that's how you made your transition Actually, to New York? Yes. After I received my bachelor's from Mary Grove and I did the um, the Super Bowl, I was like, I'm going to move to New York because yeah. I had already studied at Ailey for three months. I got accepted to their summer youth program. I, I'm not familiar. The Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. This is the biggest um, black dance company in the world, founded by Alvin Ailey. Yeah. He's um, passed now, which it went to Judith Jameson and then. So I think is he actually did yeah, study yeah, yeah, under, under Prodigy, Prodigy Grandma. Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He studied under Prodigy Grandma. Yeah. So um, I, I had the opportunity to study there for a couple months before I made the decision to move to New York. I had a scholarship to go there and study. So I went there and studied dance and it was like, wow, I could do this. I was there by yeah. myself, you know, and it was during that heat wave <laughs> and I was um, sleep deprived and I wasn't eating and I was just in, immersed in, in dance yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really got the and i was like man i just saw this person walk i just saw ll cool j ride past and he just waved at me like oh this is where i'm supposed to be at yeah, you know i yeah. could run into anybody so i was like okay after i get my degree i'm gonna throw a party which i did and i raised some money yeah. and i had saved up some money and me and a roommate went down there and then when we got down there the guy who we stayed with in the apartment building in harlem he played us on the apartment, so we was living out of the car. What did he do? He what just, he like, took the money he and He did ran? not show up. He did not answer the phone. We went into the building. They said he didn't work there no more, which was a lie. Um, and, like, he basically played us. We didn't have a place to stay at this point, so we living out of the car. And yeah. how, for how long was this? This was, like, a week and a half. Yeah, in New York, a week in and a half. In New York, a week so and a half. So far from the crib. So far from the crib. But you know what I said? I'm not going back. Right. And that's right. what was my next question. Like, how many times do you think about, like, man, fuck this. Man, I, I really thought about it home. every day. I was like, I got a lot of cash in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I don't, this is too expensive out here. I'm already down to 500. You know what I'm saying? What I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. And then it was just like. 
nope, I'm not going back. I'm about to go and get me a job at the shoe store. Even though I got a fresh degree out here, yeah. I don't have time to get a teaching job right now because nobody's really hiring, you know. Yeah, so you fuck around and let make me more go. money at the shoe store So anyway. I started working at Skechers in Times Square on 42nd Street, and I became top seller of that company. Yeah. And I was training managers. I met Deb- Debbie Allen. I sold some shoes to her. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of like lightweight told her, you know, what I did or whatever. Like I really dance. Like, I'm just moonlighting. Yeah, she yeah. was like, Oh, we'll see you around. I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah. So Debbie, I'm gonna see you in a minute. Yeah. I just seen a video of <laughs> Debbie Allen dancing, bro. Like she still got it, dog. Like these these ladies is not aging. They they, they yeah, they looking no. good. She, she still she moving. has a great school out there, the Debbie Allen Dance um, Institute, and um, it's really amazing what they do over there. She encompasses all of the um, different techniques and styles of dance. So then, yeah. so since he played y'all, where did you end up uh, living at in New York? Because of had, course you wanted to go to Harlem. That's the Black Mecca. But yeah. where you end up living at? Jersey City is where I started off. Yeah. Jersey City is where I started off in someone's apartment who had rats. And um, so <laughs> I couldn't uh, I couldn't what take. The yeah, I couldn't take my stuff inside of their apartment. And I was sleeping on their couch and they had a dirty dog. It was just kind of crazy. No, it was, it was one somebody of my, you knew? I'm not going to say who no, it is, say but it, it was one of knew? my friends friend and he was leaving college too he had just got his masters it's one of my best friends where i used to dance with so we both got this play in this place together and was sleeping on this couch you know and then trying to start forward moving forward we got an apartment around the corner in a house okay it was a house but it was a house full of apartments so every room in the house was an apartment so now he had rats because the building had rats or he had rats because, cause you know, in New York, I watch a million dollar listing and stuff all the time, and they say shit like, "Oh yeah, this is a high end building, but we do spray for roaches and rats every month." You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's just so different far as uh, what we used to. Because if you hear like, "Oh, that building got rats." In the Midwest, it's like, what the fuck? But if you hear that in New York, that, yeah, it's, so it's, common, it's regular. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, that well, we got the apartment and everything. And um, that's how everything took off. Then I started getting started my own business. And I started to be able to teach dance, theater, and drama at different schools all over from Brooklyn to New Jersey to Oh, you so, know, you, how so how long you was out there? Ten years. Oh, okay. I lived out there ten years, even though I didn't have a place to stay for a week in a car. I yeah. made it happen. Right. And so I lived there for ten years, and I was living in Harlem, where yeah. I wanted to be. Yeah. Well, so what street? Yeah, okay, street? So, so. 152nd and Bradhurst is where I stayed, right across from Jackie Robinson Park. Okay, okay. What's yeah. what's them two spots out there that you got to go to? Amy Roof. You got to go to Amy Roof. Yeah, you got to go other to Amy Sylvia's. Sylvia's. You got to go to Well, I miss Sylvia's when Sylvia was alive and she was there, because that's when the food was the best. Because now Cause it's kind of bland, it don't taste the same, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it was yeah. different definitely when she was alive. We, yeah. ate, we ate at both of them. We was in Harlem because uh, what was we doing in Harlem? Uh, uh, we was out there with Y from uh, the Rough Riders. Riders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. So he, I he, They took us to all the spots that you would want to go to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The lawyer even had some tickets for us to go to the Apollo, but it just was I used to perform at, at the at Apollo, the time. too. So, okay, so how that works? So, like, uh, you performing with, like, a play or something or uh, dance you was in? A professional in. dance company, Forces of Nature Dance Theater I danced yeah. with, but then I also used to sing in that company too it was we had african ballet we had all styles of dance and we had theater and everything connected so i used to do that out there and 
And um, we traveled everywhere. We did stuff for Alicia Keys. We did stuff for Swiss Beast. We did that stuff was for my a next, lot of people. That was my next lead in. Like, there. how did you? Uh, so that the, the the school hooked all of that up. I mean, the, the theater. I'm yeah, sorry, the, theater. The, the dance company that I uh, yeah. I went there and danced with. Um, they, you know, hooked so, that up. They got hired to do his surprise birthday party, and we did the coming to America theme. It was like perfect for oh, our yeah, dance yeah. company. Yeah, that's oh, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, so you walk into the Apollo the very first time, oh. and you're about to perform. You know what I'm saying? I, this is the Apollo. I was so you know nervous. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Now, but at the this first time, <laughs> how long had you been in New York? I had been in New York five years already. Okay, and the reason I asked that, because as soon as you get to New York, everything looks so discouraging, mm-hmm. and now you... Five years later, I'm walking into the Apollo. I'm about to yeah. do my thing. Like, even though you were nervous, what was the feeling? Like, the, it was a Man, surreal. It was like so much adrenaline. Like, I wouldn't sleep for a week before I did that performance. And then we had all of these 10 hour rehearsals. So it was like, I'm sleep, sleep deprived. deprived. <laughs> like, I still don't sleep. New York has like tainted the city that me. Never sleep. City that never I worked sleeps. seven days a week. Every hour of the day, pretty much, unless I went home for like 30 minute break because I was dancing or teaching dance or teaching theater or teaching chorus during the day. And then I would go to rehearsal a couple hours afterwards. Then I would go to Brooklyn and go with my rank one crew out there and sing and jam sessions with them in their living rooms or in the club. It don't matter. You know, I was out. And then the next day. Repeat the same thing again. Oh, the weekend we got a gig out of town in North Carolina. Oh, we going there. So it was just a constant moving, 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 moving. So speaking about constant moving, uh, before uh, we get off of Harlem, the coldest thing about the Apollo Theater is that at one point a nigga from the streets from Harlem owned the Apollo Theater. <laughs> and they had like a big-ass deal. NBC was about to do like a big-ass deal with them and then found out the guy background and pulled out the deal. Man. Like that's just so cold. To, uh, that's like a nigga from the city owning a state theater who you just know a street nigga. Right. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Crazy. I mean, it's a lot of cold shit about the Apollo Theater, but I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Nah. Like we said earlier, our term was sisterhood, right? Yeah. And what we do at the Connected Experience, for those of y'all who don't know, is we connect people who, from the same walk of life, with the same interests, who probably could benefit each other from working with each other. So we actually have another young lady with us now, uh, her name, Lucy. Can you please introduce yourself? Yo, what's going on? My name is Lucy. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what's up, Lucy? Hey, so uh, tell doing? us a little about yourself. Well, Lucy, this is Alana. I mean, Alexis, Alexis is alive. Salute. This is Lucy. And then you get to hear, you heard a little bit of her story as she walked in. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, are you from Detroit? Yes, I am from Detroit. So talk about growing up in Detroit. What side of town are you from? Uh, east. East yeah. side of the town. Uh, uh, I would have to say more of a Davidson area. Okay. And okay. then a little bit of East Warren as well, too, between Mack and Connor. So Mack and Somerset. Connor. I don't know how old you are, but did you used to uh, go, you know, the car wash on uh, East Warren in Devonshire? Yeah. I don't know. How, you remember that? You yeah. used to go up there when they used to perform on like Wednesdays. It used no. to be like a lot of people from the neighborhood, kids, people of all ages. And this was like a minute ago. I asked that because we used to perform over there. We from the town, but we used to be on the east side with that with that uh, collection of people. And every Wednesday we had like built a stage and it was a car wash and we had shut the car wash doors. Mm-hmm. And for like four hours, the car wash would be closed and we had mics and we would just perform. And like a lot of people would like come to mm-hmm. see it. So anybody from East Warren, I just always ask. I used to go to the car wash because I still meet so many people. Like, oh yeah, I used to be a kid then, but we used to go because we used to set up like 
chips, hot dog stands, everything, just so people could come out. Yeah, and, uh, I was party. probably still playing manhunt and um, <laughs> riding my bike down down Gross Point uh, hills <laughs> yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I was I was still ripping and running with friends. Little I was little, little oh, okay. kids. So oh, okay, okay. I was okay. probably still ripping and running then. And then I didn't have my love for music uh, that that young or like aggressively as I did once I got into my teenage years. So okay, so when you say your love for music, would that be listening or making music? Making it. Okay, so when did you discuss? Discover like hip hop and rap and know this is what you wanted to do. Mm, I'm gonna say probably around. Well, I, I started off. Well, it started off like uh, a little bit different for me because I was always when I would like play kid and wanted to be something, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. So I'd be writing speeches. I didn't know what I was talking about, of yeah. course, but I'd be just. I just had the dramatics to it, like. Yeah. One day, yeah, all of us, you yeah. know, I was kind of so I would I started from there and then from that it leaked over into poetry, yeah, and then I was writing stuff and I don't I don't know if I was good or bad I probably I can't find any of that stuff now or like my younger penmanship but then I got a little bit older and those poems turned into rap because of my sister she okay. would you know we had that sibling feud so we like couldn't be in the same room type of sibling feud we'd always be arguing or something like that but she'd be listening to beats in the basement and I was still like doing the little writing she did poetry too I think that's some of the reason why I wanted to do it because I thought it was like so cool yeah and then I would hear it and then I started matching it up and then one time one one of my cousins like come over and they were down there and then I came down there like I got something yeah, so that's exactly uh, how you yeah. used to do come downstairs yeah, and hear I used everybody to be on swooping them head like Listen to me. I want to sing. Yeah. And my aunt used to have us in the kitchen, like, okay, go from the top. Like, right. And it, it'd be like, and it'd be like, press the button on the um, CD player. And then, like, whoever wasn't rapping, I was uh, actually in a group called Young Vandals. Yeah. And uh, we, we went to Hip Hop in the Park, this event called Hip Hop in the Park with Miss Corona. Yeah. I knew Miss Corona from uh, my, my uncle Rudolph, um, rest, rest in peace to him. And I knew her then. They were like friends. Yeah. But then it circled back again when I was like 15. And I was in front of her doing hip hop in the park with um, Young Vandals, which was my sister and then one of my cousins. Yeah. And from, you know. From so uh, the crazy ass thing about Miss Corona is we knew her cousins like from yeah, around our we way. We know her as Pimpette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, we used to, and we used to talk to her on the phone because we was like kids. So like the east side scene so far away. But we would talk on the phone and talk on the phone just talking about rap. And then they was like, oh, no, she changed her name to Miss Corona. And then she just blew. But like she still we always like maintained that respect, that love, that integrity. We see each other out because we know her family. Like we grew up with them from like kids, so that was like pretty dope. Cause like our we know like everybody really just like one connection away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause if you if you talk to her now, you be like, oh, I was sitting with the twins from Extra. She gonna be like, oh, them my niggas. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel? No, what that's I'm exactly how that's exactly how my story uh, goes. Honestly, to where I stand right now, it's all a domino effect. So from Miss Corona to Hip Hop in the Park with Young Vandals, we went from there and um, ended up getting on MTV through one of my uh, cousins who's very Ivy League. She just graduated from Yale. She uh, went to Renaissance at the time, and we all, the Young Vandals group, we ended up making it on MTV Made because she said she wanted to be made into a rapper because we were rappers and we were close. Her My cousin was her brother, so um, she's like, oh, I want to be made into a rapper, so that ended up going down, and that's when I met D12. Nice. And and from meeting D12, that's when I started. Um, uh, basically, the group ended up breaking, but then I used that connect when it circled back around when I was about 19. It was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm really still loving it. I'm still writing raps. I'm still writing the instrumentals, but I'm not pursuing it. Um, I was a little bit younger, and 
just couldn't move how I wanted to late night studios and right, right, just right. everything that came with it. So when I actually got back into it, um, Silent Riot, Silent Riot was the first studio I recorded in and put like a few songs on SoundCloud and just never looked back from there. Now, I hear you so. mentioning like cousins and siblings a lot. So what was family life like for you growing up? Good. <laughs> we just I have, I have a lot of cousins. So it was just always big Thanksgivings and, um, you know, family, family fights, all types of things, you know, the, the things that, that come. Familiar. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Family <laughs> fights, um, all, all types of things. I, I had a set group of cousins, about, about six of us. We always be at some either or of the house, either we'd be on the West, um, like in, uh, on Freeland, which is uh, one, one of my, my aunt's side of the family, and, or we'd be in, on Davison. That's where the majority of my family comes from. Um, or we'd be in East Warren at my at my childhood house and ripping and running around. So, right. So you said uh, you met D twelve. So what happened exactly with meeting D twelve? Like, give us <laughs> give us like the funny story. funny story about meeting D twelve. When we initially when uh, we initially met, they were supposed to help us with this uh, structuring the song. You know, at the end of MTV, the the person gets transformed and then they do what they said they wanted to do. So their job was to help us build this, like, dope song. So it was the Young Vandals and then uh, it was our honorary Young Vandal at the time, which was my cousin, Jo Lisa Brooks. Shout out to her. She's just graduated from Yale. So quick job. Yes. And um, so she, uh, she comes in and they... They're like, yeah, we want y'all to go back and forth. It's four of you guys, so we want two of you to go back and forth, and we weren't feeling it. So we end up actually getting into an argument with D12 <laughs> as young vandals, as you know. And they're like, how many number one uh, records do you guys have, and how many number one records do we uh, have? And we're like, who's still going back and forth on tracks right now? Nobody's rapping like that. And they're all like, so it was just like a little fun play. So they um, they like cool everything down. It was like more so like a, you know, the dozens back and forth, like cracking jokes back and forth. Like, who has this? Who has number one records? Who's toured the world? And we're all sitting there like, not us, but still, we don't want to do it like that. <laughs> we don't want to go back and forth. Damn yeah, all we, that. St- we still don't want to do that. But the song is still, it's called... Um, it's called Made It, and it's on YouTube actually still to this day, which is very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, we're pulling I, that up immediately. We got to fact it's check like, it. Yeah, we um, fact check this. We're pulling yeah, that up. Listen, definitely fact check it. It's uh, it's on there. You can type in Young Vandals. Hopefully it pops up in the wind somewhere, but the track <laughs> is actually on there. The episode that aired. was on that aired, high right? School, yeah, it yeah. Aired. I, I, I feel like, like I seen times. that. Like I, I remember D twelve being yeah. on. It was the first shit. time. I believe it was either the first or the second time they did it in Detroit. Yeah, and um, all my friends thought I was lying about it. Like I was literally <laughs> like going after school. I would have to meet and we'd have to do scenes and stuff like that. Blah blah blah. And all my friends are like, you know how you you know have that one kid in high school that's just like makes something up. Like yeah, my daddy going to NFL. Yeah. Like girl, <laughs> you why you in here lying? Yeah. But everybody's like. Like she's not. She's uh like basically they're like more tuned in to be like she was lying because I yeah. told them I'm like on June. I think it aired on like June or July 11th, if um I could remember. And they're like and they all tuned in thinking I was just like lying about it. And then people are calling <laughs> me like you're on MTV. I'm like yeah, I, I told you this. You know I I, I actually that's dope. That's dope. N- nobody in high school knew I rapped until the talent show of my senior year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean so. 
was you keeping it under wraps because you wasn't confident in your uh, ability at this point? Because high school is a trying time. Like, mm-hmm. So you might be like, ah, I say I rap, but it might be some real spitters in here and it, that make you shy away. Like, I, I rap, but they rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think it was more so of like the fear of anybody being like, she can't rap. I think it was more so just a confidence thing within like myself in yeah. which I was building and still like trying to make that decision. Like, Oh, she she raps like yeah. to me though, not to yeah. people outside. Like, oh, I rap okay. to me, you know, getting more so of my win and my confidence. But I was in a whole group. We were going to club status at the time. Yeah, um, we were going to what was I don't even remember the name of it, <laughs> but we were. I was so young, I just sit by the bar with my mom. Like they're like, you gotta hold her name <laughs> right here. Yeah. Yeah. So you attended performing art school and you play instruments. Mm-hmm. So what school was that that you went to? Um, that was uh, Academy Performing Arts East. Um, it's not it's not open anymore. They closed it down. Then they merged Martin Luther King with uh, Rosa Parks, I believe, school. But it was a uh, Performing Arts East. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what instruments do you play? Trumpet is what I played, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is the left field one. And what did you teach yourself to play? <laughs> I'm still trying to teach myself how to play <laughs> the acoustic guitar and the electric guitar. That's what I'm working on right now, acoustic. Boom, trying so to, there's a connection right that. there. Y'all can, <laughs> y'all can hook up on the strength of that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm trying to master that for sure. I used to play the violin in school. and Oh, so you're not too far off, to... though. Yeah. You, you know? still play the violin? Huh? You no. The <laughs> I said used to. That was like <laughs> elementary. <laughs> oh, okay. Hello. That's when you ain't want to carry it. Like, yeah, oh, we, this big yeah, we ain't even about to say all of that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, used yeah. to. So y'all both got uh, projects out, uh, debut projects. Alexis, like, let's talk about a couple of uh, standout tracks on your project. So what uh, track would you have to say, like, is the most important to you? <sighs> the anthem on there. Um, the anthem and that features Super MC. Shout out to Super MC. Hashtag I'm with Soup. You know, I'm the queen of Proven, which is his label. I'm okay. the only artist on Proven Records. Um, and both of us going, um, giving some bars about some serious issues, you know. And uh, look like Nick Speed produced Nick this. Speed. Yes, shout, shout out, out to, to Nick, Nick Speed. Speed. You know. Can you make that happen, Soup? Can you get Nick <laughs> Speed up here, bro? <laughs> you know Nick Speed Me Soup And Nick actually have a group Called um, New Age Millennium Now yeah. We're getting ready To come out with a project So y'all be looking up with Now on the anthem song. With you and Soup rapping Are y'all going back and forth? No I mean, <laughs> <laughs> No we're not, no, we're not going back See? and forth But we go back and forth On other songs On NAM record yeah, yeah we do that You know yeah. We believe hey. in that you know, shout out to Proof, you know, rest in peace to Big Proof. You yeah. know? Rest in peace, definitely. Yes. Yeah. You know? So, Lucy, your uh, debut project, well, what, is this your debut project, She Spoke? Yes, it is. Okay, so you got, what's that? So it's really like an EP. Cause it what is, is it, seven definitely, songs? yeah, it's an EP. Yeah, yeah, and please, Seven Songs has been an EP forever. Yeah. It's nothing new. <laughs> well, actually, it, yeah, like anything under, under uh, 12. Yeah, it's, it's been an EP forever. EP. So now everybody is about to start <laughs> dropping Seven Songs, calling it albums, following right. the leader. Listen, yeah, people been doing that for years. And two songs EP. is a maxi single. Exactly. Right. Two to four songs yes. is more of a maxi single. Absolutely. So, since we're talking music, because... They trying to rewrite shit out of yeah. there. Like, one of the best EPs ever. Motherfucking Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they, 
Oh Killer shit, Will. Killer Will. Yeah, these are great EPs, EPs, and people are calling seven songs albums now. So cut that shit out. We ain't, <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, I, I, I hate when they do shit like that and get technical with the minutes and all of this, bro. When the last time you popped the motherfucking record in, like twenty one minutes, make it Grammy worthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nigga, Man, the music, the yeah. music, make it Grammy yeah, worthy. She, she but before we before we get into she spoke, I just was reading the credits on here. You got DJ Los on. Uh, yes, I have DJ Los. Shout out to the legendary DJ Los. You know, hey, y'all got some pretty heavy between the two of you. Some pretty heavy hitters working with y'all. Fuck, <laughs> fuck is you? You yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Detroit hip hop. Shout out to Detroit yeah. hip hop. It's a beautiful Home thing. Home of the maneuver. <laughs> yeah. So she spoke. Let's talk about the she spoke project. Now I had you know you were supposed to be on the show a few weeks ago. Yes. So I was really familiar with it then. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So I had listened to it and the standout track was Vibe. Could you tell me the process of making that? Because that was that 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 track is that on that's on the she spoke. That uh, is. Yeah, yeah. That is. You, uh, the processing is basically like my energy when I came in to making it with you. With, with just the whole the process, whole, just like, the breakdown. Like, it's at a vibe. one point, it wasn't a song and it was just up here. So, like, when he was like, I need a vibe. So, like, just take us through that whole process. Uh, one, I feel like I'm getting, uh, somebody in the headquarters is definitely with some somebody else. With all these other artists, cause vibe dropped and it's a vibe come out. Yeah. Pay me for my motherfucking vibe come out. <laughs> then it's a vibe come out. In my feelings on she spoke. Then in my feelings Drake. Like God, yeah, come, I mean, well that come, actually was next for on, me. That was actually on. next for me because that's, me that's what stood out the most. But to no, me. Um, vibe was honestly. Oh, and if you want that stuff to stop happening, stop talking near your phone. But go ahead. See, because <laughs> every time I talk near my phone, the advertisement pop up. Yeah. But we gonna stay on track, anyways. <laughs> but um, um, vibe really came in a, like sporadic in my thoughts. I just was feeling that way. Yeah. I was feeling uh, like they needed to pay me for my <laughs> motherfucking vibe. So yeah. I went into a studio, had Johnny Quest, who is the producer for each and every one of the tracks on there, just one producer, yeah. one me. And uh, he he we made a lot of the music like that. Like he would be building, I'd be back in the background mumbling and rambling. Like jam session is how we made a lot of these tracks. So vibe was one of those tracks. I think he had maybe uh, just like a, a little beat bop to it. He had a little beat bop going on to it, and then I came in and and just added on to it. I really didn't write it down or anything as such, but as far as the verses, once I had the hook, then I went, you know, wrote some of the verses, but as far as the hook, uh, just went in on there and pressed record. That's how a lot of my yeah. um, tracks are made because that's how I like to create, so then I could get that raw energy out about it, and then I could go and always edit and fix or right. put, you can always go put emphasis on something or double it or whatever, but a lot of my tracks are like if I'm feeling... Sometimes it's like, put that beat on, let me get in there, and then we'll worry about the that process and on, on the back end, on the engineering. Right. So. so now you mentioned it earlier, too. This actually stood out to me when I listened to it, uh, Feelings. Like, mm-hmm. like, take us through that. And who is Crystal Lucas? Crystal Lucas, she's a, she's a singer, a wonderful singer here in Detroit. She's also a Detroit artist as well. Yeah. I met her through Johnny Quest, who I believe they are family or yeah. they might be friends of the family but she's sisters to Mike Louie if you know who Mike Louie is they're all of like all their siblings sing yeah they, they're all singers her her brother uh, she has like two I think it's like maybe six of them six or five of them yeah and um, I met her through uh, him she was working 
in the studio at the same time in Redford as well when I was building. And she just like was like, yeah, I really like your vibe. I really, you know, you, you're really dope and you really got a gangsta MC uh, to you. And she, she ended up laying this hook down and I just followed up with some like song structure and then some verses as well on top of that. Now that song is really more of you getting to witness my poetry side of it. Because yeah. at first it wasn't written to be rapped. It, it was, was written for spoken word. Right. And it just, it all formed how it did. Right, so. right. And how long has, the, uh, well, how has it been performing? Like, how has the uh, new music been helping you out uh, get noticed? Not, and what I mean noticed is recognized by new uh, fans and consumers and stuff like that. Um, it's actually been helping me out a lot. See, I wanted to do my process a little bit differently. Most I feel like most artists come along and they want to do a single and things like that just to get going. But I wanted to really have a briefcase already yeah. and then start dropping my single. So it really just helps on the level of like she's serious. She's, yeah. she's really, you know, can put something, a whole project together and it be, you know. Okay, so now that the listeners got a chance to really get to know both of y'all on an uh, independent level, let's talk about diversity for real in hip hop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all are women and... Women winning right now in hip hop, like with the success of Cardi B, and then it's a lot of women that I don't listen to, but I'm seeing them pop up different places. Like, I liked the Ghetto Twins, I liked the Mia X, mm -hmm. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, my sister, probably the dopest rapper, period, I've ever heard. That's male or female. That's male or female, but she don't rap no more, you know what I'm saying? So, when I listen for women rap, to me, I'm not like, oh, she a girl, she could spit. If you with the spitters, you with the spitters. Like, I don't. To me, I don't think that none of that matter if you got the talent. Right. But other people like don't see it that way. So as a woman in the game, both of y'all, I want y'all opinion on how do you feel? Do you feel like don't say that I'm a woman, just say that I'm a great artist, or because I feel like when people use stuff, appreciate like that, me for my femininity, please, because I am a woman. Uh, yeah, you a woman, but if you are artist. Do you want to be the best artist or do you want to be the best woman artist? I could be both. You can't have two spots. Yeah. Yeah. But you can, okay, though. Like, you have y'all not learned this? You, you know can't box saying? women. I That's could be, the problem. Yeah. I could be the best female artist. I don't think you boxing But I'm not going to be the best male MC. No, I exactly. can never but be that. you be the best MC. If you could spit better than Rakim, and I think Rakim the best, I'm, I'm not going to be able no, to listen, spit listen to what I'm saying. better than Rakim. I'm just going to say that. That's the God MC, so salute to him. But if you could spit better than Rakim, I'm not going to say, if I'm putting my money down and I got somebody to bet him, I'm not going to say, I got this girl who could spit. I'm be like, I got somebody who could spit better than you here go 10 go at it i got you you feel what i'm saying i feel, you. I feel like when people say stuff like they the best women they y'all the box. boxing it in yeah. i feel like the best artist is the best artist I if agree. you think i think prince the best artist i don't care what Who, he is right. he's the best artist. Yeah. you feel what i'm Ditto. saying Ditto. so Touché. now if you come out and you could play 60 instruments <laughs> and you happen to have a vagina you the best artist that didn't matter to <laughs> right. me you feel what i'm saying and when people say stuff that's like saying he the best black basketball player yeah. either the best basketball player or he not race shouldn't have nothing to do with it Absolutely. that's how i feel it just happened that black people play basketball better right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. Yeah. But I, I, I heard you say, like, oh, no, uh, like, didn't y'all learn this? What I'm learning about this is pe that's divide and conquer. Anything mm -hmm. that divides you will conquer you. Because now you saying, I'm the best woman artist. But then she's saying, no, I'm the best woman artist. Or y'all could just prove who the best artist. Mm -hmm. And then you happen to be a woman. Because your ability no different because you a woman. So yeah, that's like I saying, I can't rap as good as him because he a man. 
I can't sell this like this because he a man. The only thing I have noticed women can't do as good as men is dunk a basketball at the same height <laughs> of the rim. If the rim is this high, mm. that's the only thing I ever seen. Serena yeah, so, Williams, the best athlete in the world. Yeah, she happened to be a woman who played tennis. You yeah, feel what so, I'm saying? Yeah. So statements like those and thought presses, thought processes like that don't happen in my world. At least not in my world. Like I don't go in there like I'm the best female rapper. I just say. I'm a great rapper. Like yeah, I don't be like right. I don't. That's not a thought process of I know I understand the question which you're asking. I get it, but I guess it's just more so of a, a it's like an individual thing of like which which woman is is stating it or saying it or what. Mm-hmm. But if, as far as me personally, like yeah. uh, no, <laughs> I don't think that. Or I don't think like oh he's the greatest fe- he's the greatest male and she's the greatest female. Although they do have those categories listed like that, but. All in all, I look at the whole bubble. Right. Yeah. Like, to me, I feel like, you know, Missy Elliott and Lauren Hill are underplayed in the toss-in of rappers. Well, definitely. Like, as a collective. Yeah. I, and, but be they do that because they put them in different categories. But how my mind processes it, like, no. I could I include them all like I don't think they under I don't I don't think that because Lauren Hill got the best debut album ever like you know what I'm But saying? I'm saying they still would put her in a female box and not put her just in the in the in the toss up in general, but who was they? Because like when you talk about debut albums, well, you have to say Lauren Hill. Like Lauren Hill accomplished everything every artist would ever want to accomplish basically. with one album, and that was it. Like it wasn't the she did it as a female. Like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. when you talk about debut albums, it gets no bigger. Nobody's ever going to top this. She super platinum, mad Grammys, and all that. She actually should have walked away and never did nothing else because that was a that's hard to beat. You know what I mean? Like, that's, you're never going to top that. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I kind of think she ruined herself by dropping them whack-ass, uh. unplugged albums. and show, You know what I'm saying? Like, she really tainted what was so special, not from male or fit. Jigga didn't do that. Uh, Nas didn't do that. Like, and she really tainted that by just being a trash ass artist like afterward like you know what i'm saying like that's what it whoa, turned into whoa, whoa. the pro- i mean the, the projects the, the, the projects you, after that was I like thought that you just call lauren hill no. trash ass no, artist no, no, no. at no, a point no. in time in her career yeah, no. but I everybody just, goes through a bad no, 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 we no, can no, agree you, to disagree on yeah we're gonna agree to disagree that's, yeah. that's because of y'all no. love for lauren hill but if you <laughs> if it was any other artist if it was any other artist yeah yeah if it was any other artist if it wasn't lauren hill hold on hold on hold on hold on if it was any other artist and it wasn't lauren hill you would agree your emotional connection to lauren hill won't let you agree but if you drop something that big and now they Everything she drops after that, they try to categorize it as not an album because it performs so low. They try to take like they try to uh, belittle everything else she do so it don't taint that. But that's tainting it more. If that was anybody else, people would be like, so to unplug, people hate that. So, but that's some a real people, album. Some people love it. But, now listen, that's a real album though. But you're gonna because everybody else who drops an unplug, they call it an album until mm. you get to Lauren Hill. <laughs> it's just something she did. Everything. So after everybody. Her album, so basically, any. So everybody that's reached their peak. I'm talking on sales. I'm talking from Jay Z to Nas to Prince to everybody that has reached their peak and did not hit that peak again. They start sucking after they no, did not no, reach their not, peak no, again. The music. The, if the, the music, music suffered, everything. Yeah. They, everything she did after that, they try to make an excuse of why it's not why an the album. Music suffer. Why the music suffer? They give her an excuse because. Everybody love Lauren Hill like this. Mm. Every time something, if she she's known to be late to concerts over and over and over. You basically saying regardless of 
who you are. <laughs> you, if you're gonna set a certain standard, you yeah, need to follow that standard. standard. So that's that's, that's what you're standard. saying. And Lauren Hill and was the I, I definitely agree. So with So she that. set a standard and then follow to it is what you're saying. And, and she, she always has an excuse why. Okay, you got this great project, but why for decades? You're five hours late to concerts. I consider that unplugged <laughs> album as just personal therapy for her. I just think that she looked but for it. Personal therapy personal is therapy. yeah, right that's for the public, right. right? But yeah, she but gave family. it to the public. But what was Jay Z's unplugged uh, yeah. album? Right. It was it, why, album. why wasn't Jay Z personal therapy? Right. But see, that's <laughs> hey, you that's know? your uh, emotional connection. What do you for the love of Lauren Hill? That's what she chose to do. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. We don't saying. even know if she chose that because right. just because you walk away, you can still have contractual yeah. obligations. Hey, yeah, we we need. Yeah, that then let's talk about the like fact that the scrutiny, like it's it's the scrutiny too. Like it, like you said, the applied pressure to do do it again. But you you're speaking about her being late to concerts. Are we that's speaking all about artistry? That's, that's, that's all artistry. artistry. That's if I, listen, if I go to work, I'm a regular working person. I work 40 hours a week. I get to hang out one time. Me and my lady, we go into the Lauryn Hill concert, and this bra is. Five hours late. The concert is over. I done took off work, so I done, I done spent money. I done missed money to come see my favorite artist who only dropped one album, so she's going to only do all the songs I love. I know exactly what I'm going to get, and then I get there, and, and she's, she's not here. As an artist, that's trash. That's terrible because... Yeah. And that's not one time. That's, that's not two times. That's decades. That's who you are. That's, that's who you are. When Nas and Lauren Hill just came, you know how many people said, I want to go, but, but I don't know if Lauren Hill go beat it. <laughs> yeah, I that's heard what that. I'm saying. As an artist. <laughs> not, not take Lauren Hill name out of that. If that was just the artist, you would be like, that's trash. Because mm-hmm. everything go with the artistry, right? Because the nigga, if you get up there and you rapping your words, I ain't never coming to a concert again. I seen Bobby V perform live and open for Keisha Cole. I ain't never press play on that nigga again. <laughs> and this was years ago. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying, bro? You trash. You can't even sing. Anybody could get this reverb and stuff on here. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's trash. And yeah. then you will hear somebody who can really sing like, I'm going to every concert. That's just like, you, you know, when saying? these artists get up here with the whole track playing in the I background. I differ on that. It the depends reason, where. It depends where. And the, the reason I'm indifferent about that because is because the sound, the sound, the sound and all the system don't yeah. be, especially nah, it, if yeah. you ain't. Like, and listen. then if they doing it on TV. Because you're not going to make me look bad because your right. sound system And if they doing it on TV, live TV and what come in your living room is a delay mm-hmm. so they might need that but i'm just talking you rapping over it but you yelling over it i never mm-hmm. heard a song i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> no way you know what i'm saying right. so mm-hmm. it's like ah, that's a little different but like if it but once you get to a certain status you shouldn't be doing it because no. you should be traveling with your own sound man you know what i'm saying like stuff like that like stevie wonder do i bet yeah. you he got the same crew he got the same backup singers yeah. and the same you know and mostly his kids are in his band a lot of people don't know that that's dope because <laughs> grandkids because he, he showed them how to play yeah he did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he showed them how to play, right? He told them how to play. <laughs> yeah. So we always do a women in hip hop segment, but this is like, uh, well, we had Shelly. Shelly ain't rap, did she? No, Shelly ain't She rap. ducked out too. Y'all ain't ducking out, period. <laughs> so however y'all want to do it, acapella. I can go. All right, and then uh, hold, on, hold on. Get the mic levels right. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Hold on, let me get the camera. And uh, we appreciate y'all for coming after y'all rap. I want y'all Thank to give you y'all socials, talk about uh, upcoming projects. I know you said you and Soup and uh, Nick working on one. What you got coming up? I definitely have a mixtape coming up. Uh, so just no drop on the name yet. Okay, I when you really say mixtape, what you mean? 
Um, well, I wouldn't classify. I, I'm about to tell you why. Go ahead. We got pet peeve terms, right? Go ahead. And mixtape is one of them. Why so is before it? I'm about to, that's why I said what you mean <laughs> yeah. when you say mixtape. I mean, because it's just like half of it is like a covers. I'm doing covers on there and stuff like okay. that. So it's just like I wouldn't classify it as an EP or an album yeah, or anything yeah. like that. So yeah. Okay, because a mixtape is when it's a DJ and the DJ play a part of the record. It could be the middle. It could be the second verse. It could be from the verse to a minute of the song and then mix another song in. That's a mixtape. And people started calling these albums and stuff mixtapes because they was locked in contracts and wanted to put out music. And, you know, back in the day, music used to come out. You see how long yeah, it took from consider- the blueprint to come out after, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is a mixtape. It's an all-original project, bro. Just say what it is. Yeah, you like, but saying? I don't think, I, well, I have different track so i'm still like in selection of it that's why i'm like yeah. you know yeah. i would call it a mixtape because i it won't be just all original music that's an ep because all of those tracks are original <laughs> right, right, so right. it's just well, like so with the mixtape will you re- release the original music as a separate project because you said you're doing covers so like say you got 15 songs and mm-hmm. eight of them is original would you just release those original eight to the digital, uh, mm-hmm. to the digital distribution, or have you ever thought about that? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually the smartest way to do it. Only I can't put. I wouldn't put, or you can't legally put a cover song on your like. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. So you can release them twice. You know, <laughs> but you know, I get you though on what you're saying. Like as far as like all the original music I do put on that mixtape, would I put it on there? Yes. Yeah. Like why not? Yeah. See, you just got two projects you know, for the <laughs> for the what? Why wouldn't I? All right. You know? So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, can y'all go back and forth? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm about to go back and forth. We, go. we going back and forth. We about to go back and you forth. Ready? Y'all ready? Yeah. Right. Yo, I got to go. I'm on my own time shift. Catch you with your crew and you're wondering how I rhyme swift. My essence is a gift from, from a golden lineage. The pigment of my skin is evidence that I'm an empress, not a princess. No one handed me a gift, but I'm on the come up. You see me and wonder how is this? Because I hustle from Detroit to Foster, New York City, Bliss. Shut the puzzle stages, premiering as lead soloist. Accomplished all of this by grinding a thousand percent, being myself. Entire being inspires the kids I'm not chasing the flyest crib But even the bins Or the chance to call your favorite celebrity friend I'm just trying to live Generate some dividends Create a movement Sending positive messages And travel the world Spreading this music effortless Bring the masses together Make the doubters believe again That was dope That was dope dope. So I think you're the first woman to freestyle on the show Yeah, (laughs) because matter of fact Yeah, Shelly ain't rap And then the other woman (laughs) in hip-hop That was management You know what I'm saying? You ready? Yeah. You, yeah. you want to beat or you want to go a cappella too? Um, I don't know. It don't matter. Yeah. You know, it Just don't do a cappella. Okay. Um, put uh, this up a yeah. little bit if you I can. can. Stand up if you want. Uh, you no, I'm up? good with the sit down. Right. Did you play sports? Uh, yes. I volleyball? Did. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I said that because you, you, you said you kind of tall. Oh, yeah, and then right. I, it's the torso. It's the torso. <laughs> but then the legs follow, so then I get taller. It's like that little thing you get the shirt. It's yeah. like, that's me. Yeah. You know, you don't know until I stand up like, yeah. damn, she kind of like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. That's why I said I didn't want to stereotype you and say basketball. Yeah, but you that was, I mean, it ain't stereotype when it looks how it looks. It was basketball. Yeah, you was the one. Yeah. You, thought I, you thought I was just hands up at the beginning. They like, but just put your hands up. Yeah. Just put your, just so put your hands up. Basket, former basketball players too. She was a she was a shooting guard. She said she'd yep, give Clay Thompson a run for him, for his money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you was a what power forward? Shooting guard. Sure. Oh, <laughs> we got a, hey, where the ball at? We got a one on one. Got a one on one at the next event. <laughs> at the next event, we got a one on one. The next so, event. Somebody down? Y'all down? 
<laughs> Where is it? What is the No, we gonna put it we together. Put it together. Uh, <laughs> we gonna put it together. <laughs> he like, we gonna talk about this. We yeah, gonna talk yeah. about this. I've been on my, I've been on my summer ball park. Oh uh, yeah, been you been doing summer, more than me. I've been so on my summer ball park. <laughs> we gonna give you some time to get it back. You know, you never lose okay, it. Like yeah, of course. Last time I was there, I was at the park. I found my sweet spot. I was feeling. I was like, whoa! I thought I lost. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay. They want to see me hot, see me sweat. Better yet, I think I'll be better with a crown up on my head. Little black queen never cried in the ghetto. If she know what she means, she never cries in the ghetto. I get better, I'll move, move, maneuver, get down, have my moms really coming through it. She had every show, I got to make her proud. Let her know, uh, got to make her proud, got to let her know what I know. I don't want to have her on this road going all about her lonely, but I know the money coming, so I stay focused. They've been interviewing me thinking that I ain't know my focus. I got these cameras on me, they don't make me hot. I said my cream will get me there, they'll make me not. So I just want to get butter, get cream, crash rules, everything around me. I be going with I mean. Let me catch my little thing. I think I need a beat. Give me a beat. <laughs> give me a beat so I can get in, get in my motion. Yo, give her that Lloyd Banks uh, victory. Do. Yeah, but I yeah. definitely want to freestyle, though. Nigga said Lloyd Banks victory. Victory ain't Lloyd Banks. That's Puff Daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> give me you know a beat. Give me a beat. Give me a beat. Victory, yeah. Lloyd Banks. Yeah, turn me up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my nigga, uh, before you start rapping, my nigga, uh, Curve Gotti say he love how, like, Diddy rapping his heart out big just in the back talking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you hear it? It's a little off. Oh, we can switch because I can hear it. Oh, you can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn them shits all the way up. <laughs> He's trying to be on the track. He want to make a track today. Turn that shit all the way up. Turn my mic up. <laughs> uh, ribs cracking out was rolling. I wouldn't buy us a rollie. I'd pay for that grower. So all of us could probably get some rollings. If you talking about Mary, then I'm rolling. And that's straight up off the top. But the dome and you know it. Silver dome and like I'm really throwing Hail Marys. Told QB catch it. We gon' get better. I be on them jet planes. Brim straight low. Don't be asking me if I write my shit down. You already know. Come straight from the g- g- ghetto. Oh, that girl from that mud. Deep stepping on them. I know what's up. Tim's always been dirty. Cause I do know what's up. And I'll really get it gone. Cause you know just how I am. My CD got the move. I was NYC. I was standing next to Quali, didn't have it on me. He said the only mission now is to get jiggy with him. So I stepped with Q-Tip and got busy with him. He was like, you really with it? Uh-huh, moving. I just, just gotta do it. Afropunk, I was with my crew in. I pushed about a couple CDs. Then Spike Lee sat next to me. I pushed my friend Bracelet. I ain't had no more CDs on me, but it's just how to hustle get. I love how and why respect the shit. And I just... <laughs> and I just do what yeah. I can, huh? Yeah. I just Turn do me what up. I can, huh? Yeah. yeah. That was dope. That was dope. That was dope. But we never the judge. We let the audience be the judge. So uh, go ahead and get y'all socials out, oh, and yeah. then uh, we go in the show like that. What's up? It's your girl, Alexis Alon, A-L-E-X-I-S-A-L-L-O-N, all on. It's a double entendre. Look for all on coming out later on this year, my debut debut album. Um, And the one is actually already available on iTunes right now. You can check my website, too. You can buy it directly from me, www.alexisalon.wix.com slash Alon, A-L-L-O-N. Shout out to Titan Records, Proven Records. I'm with Soup. What up?
Yeah, 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 yeah. And then go ahead and get your socials out. So social is Lucy Luya, like hallelujah, but it's L-U-C-Y-L-U-J-A-H, Lucy Luya. You can follow me on there. Um, on all digital platforms, you can definitely find She Spoke. It's uh, been out for about a year now, so go check that out. And I like also, how you fused the spoken word with the rap, actually. You know what I'm saying? So that was pretty you. dope. You know what I'm saying? So I y'all make sure wait, y'all follow. Wait, I, oh, oh wait, you get more. Wait, right. Yeah, all uh, right. <laughs> <clears throat> Back, back, back now. It's still Lucy. <laughs> make sure y'all follow me. Uh, make sure y'all check out She Spoke. Uh, like I said, shout out to Nick Speed. Shout out to Groundwork. Shout out to Bodie James. Shout out to Mass Appeal. Um, shout out to Detroit. I appreciate y'all having me. Shout out to you fellas as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm SJ. I'm AJ. We the Connected Experience. And I want for my brother. What I want for myself. Ooh.